from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome, Chiefs fans. It is officially draft day. We are going to get into all the details. Matt Derrick is going to come up with us here in a little bit. We're going to give you the hows, the whys, the whens, and how you get this thing done. As the biggest holiday since the Super Bowl in the world of the NFL is about to kick off. And then we're going to give you our wish list of sorts. This is our big NFL draft preview show. Welcome. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics. You can still get the draft guide over there at rogueapc.com. You can also watch us at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. And it is finally draft day. Cannot wait to watch the NFL draft today. Really looking forward to it. I do every single year uh, and I enjoy watching the entire draft. I know I'm a little bit of a draft nerd. That's okay. But let's just dive into a couple of things really quick. You probably already know most of this, but I do want to get into it. Uh, Here are the Chiefs picks, just so you know, so you have it in audio form. Round two, pick 26, uh, number 58 overall from the Ravens in the trade for Orlando Brown. Round two, pick 31, 63 overall. That's their original second-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick because of the Orlando Brown trade. Round four, they didn't have a round three because of the Orlando Brown trade. Round four, pick 39, number 144 overall. That is a compensatory selection. Round five, pick 31, number 175 overall. Round pick round five, pick 37, 181 is another compensatory selection. And then round six, Pick 23-207 from the Steelers through the Dolphins. So that one's been traded a couple of times uh, and honestly could be traded again. Uh, we'll see how that ends up working. Uh, really quick, as a, according to the NFLPA, which I don't think has Brown's numbers in, the Chiefs' salary cap stands at $12,559,790. Uh, and if we look at OTC, Jason has us at, has the Chiefs at nine million one hundred fifty three thousand three hundred sixty five. The difference is basically Orlando Brown's salary, so I believe that is really the only difference between the two numbers. Uh, and it looks like OTC has the Chiefs contracted for seventy four players, which basically means you're going to be having uh, six draft picks and ten undrafted free agents. Obviously, they will make some other moves and probably bring in some other UDFA's as well. And all that to say that they have a little bit of room to sign the draft class and their free agents and get them in. Do they need a little bit more? Possibly. Could we? Yep. Tyron Matthews deal is going to get done. Right. We, we still see that coming at this point. Could there be a cut elsewhere to save some money? There, there could. We don't know at this point. But there's a lot on the table. And it's funny that you mentioned that last draft pick having moved through several teams and I think there's more on the table. We'll get into that in a little bit. But that pick in particular is, is a good one to remind you that we're brought to you today by Rock Auto, and it drives around just as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you're ever going to need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That said, like I have to feel that there's a lot to go into these moving parts. It'd be easier if if the Matthew extension was done or... Um, Tyreek Hill's extension was done and you just magically had that number. But from where we were at the start of free agency, when we knew that they had to get these things done, having, what is it? Nine, 9.6. Is that what we think? Uh, looks like 9.1, 9.1 still, um, plenty for a draft class and some UDFAs as well. Like it, it feels like, well, and really quick, just to be clear on the draft class, you're going to only be getting the ones that are above the top 51 because that's all that's on the salary cap right now. So it's not going to take up as much room as you think, especially not having a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very good point because of, of the 
staggered salaries, it's going to be very easy to get under here. And that tells me that they have everything they need. They don't have to do anything right away. Uh, I think Brett Veach gave it away that, you know, we're going to work on that through the summer and that thing's going to happen. I think the Jones extension happened in the summer, sort of the Mahomes uh, extension. So I think Kelsey as well. Right, right. So that's a pattern that we can be pretty comfortable with. So it really does come back to where are you going to take players? How are they going to slot in? What are they going to do? And we're going to get Matt's perspective here first before we get into our wish. And we're going to get with Matt coming up next. Investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on your preferences. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is 500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL to get started today. So now it is the morning of draft day. You guys might be hearing this a little bit early, but Matt Derrick's here to bring his perspective and see just what kind of rodeo this is going to be. How are you, Matt? Doing pretty well, Ryan. Ready, ready for some fun, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this marathon, like I just got to like within eyesight of the finish line and um, Veach just pulled the rug out and, and moved the finish line another mile down the road. Um, you can you can you can power Kansas City with the setting to fire of mock drafts all over town. <laughs> right? Hey. Oh, it's going to be interesting though. And the only reason that I'm I'm wary of saying, "Hey, you know, like we have a little bit of time to take it easy," uh, cuz uh A, I don't trust the man. Um but B, in your perspective, we can't just like rub it off that, "Hey, they're not going to be in the first round." We could see those two first second round picks be used to jump up we could see the Chiefs back in the first round, couldn't we? We could. I mean, I, I, the only thing that I will be willing to bet with this draft, and I would lose money if this doesn't happen, that I'm willing to bet that Brett Veach does not take these six picks that he has right now where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I mean, I think he's going to move around. Uh, yeah, getting back into the first would cause some currency. And... Based on what we've heard from Brett Veach, and it, admittedly, the man's got a great poker face, but taking him at his value, you know, that he feels like maybe there's only 16 or 17 impact players in this draft, you know, what's the value of, of getting back into the first round? I mean, I, I, he seems to think the sweet spot is in this kind of middle second, beginning of the third. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to move up. I mean, I don't think they're going to sit tight at 58. I think they are going to move up. I think it's more likely that they they move up earlier into the second, but Brett Veach is going to move around this draft. There's absolutely no doubt about it in my, my book. Yeah, and I think I like the way that he did that. Um, it, when he made those comments, he knew in the back of his mind they were signing paperwork in the room behind him <laughs> yeah. to, to make this deal happen. So he set it up before perfectly to say, hey, hey, I got these two draft picks in a great spot. I'm smack dab <laughs> in the hot zone, right? So like, exactly. So if you had your druthers, 
or we're advising him or you're just prognosticating what he might do. Like, do you think it's just 58 and they try to stand pat at 63? Or do you think that other things happen? What's the most likely scenario for movement for you? I mean, I could see a couple of different scenarios, honestly. I mean, I could, I could see them moving up from 58 to get the, the one player that they, they want for sure. Uh, honestly, I mean, 63, everything's in play. I mean, they can move up from there. I could see them moving back just to, to pick up some more currency, you know, especially if they do move up in the second, they're going to have to give up some picks out elsewhere. Maybe that's where you get a little bit of that back by moving back, you know, from 63. Uh, that's why I say, I mean, I think you're going to see plenty of movement in this board and, um, not even just, you know, staying pat with, you know, with Brett Veach taking these six picks that he has as they are. I'll be stunned if he takes both 58 and 63. I mean, I think he's going to move around a bit. Yeah. I have this theory that if it were me, I'd be looking for a single trade partner to move 58 up into the high 40s and move 63 back into the low 70s would be my goal. Um, I, I think that's an absolute possibility. I think it also uh, plays into his, uh, you know, his bluff that that bottom of the second is the sweet spot. And if he gets a little bit ahead of it and a little bit behind it, I feel like that, that gives them more opportunities um, to pick up guys that maybe are a little bit higher, more unique to their board than around the rest of the league. Well, what it gives you to me is, you know, now that you've filled the tackle position, you're not going into this draft where you feel like if there's one position that if you don't get them in the second round, you're in deep trouble. I mean, mm -hmm. you can really go best available athlete at that spot. Now, yeah, there's some positions that the Chiefs want to target. I mean, I, they definitely want to target edge. I think there's some receivers in this draft. There's there's a there's a couple of linebackers that they like. Um, not later on, but you know, kind of in that hot zone again. Yep. Right. Uh, it's about the only place you're going to get them. But that means that to me, they're in a spot where you know, if the market starts getting crazy on any one of those positions, and you want to jump up, you can. If the market cools on one of those spots, and all of a sudden you're sitting there saying, you know what, we can sit back and get the guy that we want. Uh, you know, you're not, it's not like, you know, 2018 when you're looking at all the edge rushers going off the board and you're sitting there at the chiefs and you're like, Oh gosh, we got to go because we have to get an edge rusher. We got to go get this guy. And you get pretty good speaks. Hey, the chiefs want an edge rusher. If, if they see them all going, they can, they can absolutely have the currency to go up and get the player they want. But they could also say, you know what, if the ones we want are going, we're not going to overpay. We're going to sit back and we're going to get the receiver that we want, or we're going to get the linebacker we want, or maybe there's an offensive line. You know, when you've got multiple positions in that spot, you don't have to overpay or put yourself in a, in a bind where maybe you're making a pick you don't want to make. And that's that's kind of the goal right there is is to learn from your past mistakes or past situations that you got yourself into in need overriding your board, and I think that's. As something he's always talked about not doing, but we've seen a little bit of evidence to the contrary in a couple of situations. This year, it feels to me like, especially once this deal got done, maybe even a little bit beforehand, that it feels more prepared, more evened out that if you don't get X player at, you know, top 50, you're still going to be okay with the, the couple of positions that they need to backfill, if not get a, a starting caliber player. Yeah, I mean that, and that's that's the question mark because I mean this is a weird draft, and you know, and, and I think it's it is notable even though Brett Veach was saying it because he's he knew he was going to have a couple of spots spot picks in that hot zone spot. 
But I mean, you've looked at the draft board too. I mean, it really feels like in this draft, once you get past the third round, it's a, it's a mix. I mean, it's, there's a fine line between, I think, guys who are going to go in the fourth round and guys who are priority free agents. I mean, it's just a really weird draft. And, and that's why, you know, I, I think that that's why I think that the Chiefs are willing to even spend some of the more of the currency that they have, that if they think there's an impact player, somebody that they really feel like can come in and play immediately, they're willing to go up in the second round and get them in that spot. I think that's smart. And I'm, I'm interested to see who that is. Um, now, Brett, if you're going to do it, can you just if you're going to get into the first, can you just do it in the top 15 and let me get some rest <laughs> for the love of God? Um, I, I think this can be really intriguing and you're going to be available, right? We'll be over on RGR streaming. Matt will be with me at some point. Um, I'm going to be there pretty much all weekend. Uh, first through third rounds will be live wire to wire. And then I'll jump in for the chiefs picks. Um, especially once we know where they're going to be. So, uh, I'm prepared for it. I hope you get some rest. Thanks for being here today, Matt. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to jumping in on Thursday night and just whining every time there's a pick I hate and, <laughs> I'll come in and give kudos when there's picks I like. Okay, we'll hold our breath. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. You can find me and Matt over on the RGR Football Channel on YouTube. There's a link in the description, and you can live stream with us for the NFL Draft. Coming up, we're going to get into what we want to see happen. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and thanks to Matt Derrick. You can watch him over on the live stream on RGR. He's going to be with me for the first round, even though um, the Chiefs won't have anything to do. Well, at least we don't think they do, will we? I mean, that's what we should talk about. How do you feel about their two for, or second round picks and possibly going into the first? Can't see it happening. I hate to pour cold water over everybody unless they're jumping up higher than their two round two second round picks will get them, which is 31. They're not going to go up and get another talent, in my opinion, at least not into the first round. They may move up in the second round to get somebody that they want, but I don't think they're going to be moving up into the first unless they're jumping up higher into the teens or early 20s, which is still going to take more than just the two second round picks. So it's got to be somebody that you're absolutely in love with and think 
is going to put you at a different position this year. The interesting thing for me looking into this draft, and this is something that we keep hearing more and more about, is teams are furious maybe isn't the right word, but they're not happy because of medical evaluations that didn't happen in Indy. They can't get correct information about some players. Some players may be completely off other people's boards. Uh, I don't know if Kansas City is going to be one of those teams or not, but that's definitely something to watch because guys like Caleb Farley, where's he going to end up? Landon Dickerson, where's he going to end up? Just because of injury concerns. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing. And when I released my draft board, you can get that at rogueapc.com as well for free. Um, it's just on the blog there by RGR. It, it I kind of degraded guys specifically for their injuries, right? But it, the more I hear in the last few days since I finished that exercise, which is fun, but it's also stressful, I hear I might not have like knocked those guys down far enough because of the questions. Um, another one, Terrace Marshall could fall into the mid-second as well. And, and that brings us to where the Chiefs are picking right now at 58. And like it, it makes you wonder about, hey, what would they do? Where would they want to go? Could they go up to 51 with the uh, Washington football team? Could they go up and get crazy and try to go up to 43 with the 49ers? Because one of these guys falls into the second or farther down in the second than they really thought was going to be possible. Yeah, and honestly, if that's a guy that they like, maybe they do go up and get him. I, I'm i really surprised that people are talking about him falling out of the first round. I, I thought he was going to be for sure a first rounder. At this point, it does sound like he could go mid-second round. And, you know, we've seen that where mock drafts have him, but that doesn't really take into account what the league feels. Now, granted, it only takes one team, but if he's sitting there in the 50s and you think he can be a starter for your team for the next five years, maybe you move up and go get him. That is a position you need. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I'd like to know. Let's do a little exercise of what you would like to see happen. Uh, uh, pretend that you can whisper in uh, in Brett Veach's ear and whatever you want done, he's able to get done because I can't really think of the limitation that the man has shown us here lately. So um, what would you do if it was you running this draft room and Brett could just, you know, snap his fingers and get it all done? <laughs> With the caveat of not going up and getting a guy like Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. Right, right. Uh, not, not crazy, not into the first or round. Or Kyle Pitts, yeah. Right. Um, you know, honestly, I think you look at this draft and you say, okay, Kansas City has needs. They don't have a huge need like they had going into this draft uh, because they filled their huge need at left tackle. So tackle is pretty much off the board for me until maybe you're getting into the fourth or fifth round. Uh I would say maybe even the sixth round if you're trying to go get a developmental guy, but I think they already have that. Uh, so to me, you're looking at the positions that you know you need. Uh, corner is one that you could make an argument. You could always draft a corner. I don't disagree with that. Uh, you need an edge rusher, so you could go that direction. Um, but I think most of those edge rushers are going to go probably. The other interesting thing that we already talked about a little bit, and this goes back to the edge rushers, is it sounds like it's possible there isn't a – defensive player going in the top 10. If that happens, I won't be shocked. It'll be surprising, but I won't be shocked because people have already talked about that being a possibility with all the QBs and wide receivers and Kyle Pitts sitting there. Yeah, I, so, I, will, I, I will be pleasantly happy if that happens. Right. And then at that point, then you have a, a chance at maybe getting, you know, do you trade up to go get a pass rusher that you didn't think was possibly going to be there at 21, 22? Uh, because maybe he's there because there, there wasn't a rush on defensive players yet. So, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I, I don't see it happening. 
uh, just because I don't think that they're going to say that that's a huge need uh, and you're going to have to give up a lot to go get that done. Uh, so to me, I would think that Kansas City is going to be looking at, you know, wide receiver uh, early in the second round is, is definitely a possibility. Linebacker is a definite possibility. Corner is a definite possibility. Um, but those are probably the positions you're going to be looking at. I don't really know that there's specific players that I want to point to, mainly because being at 58, it's going to be a crapshoot. And the other part in this draft specifically is it's going to be a crapshoot because I think that there's a definite possibility that some guys that we for sure thought were going to be first rounders fall down to maybe even the third round because of injury issues. Yeah, I, I think that definitely could be it. And me personally, I want to see them move out of both of those picks, uh, 58 and 63. Um, and Matt kind of feels the same way, like that that's not going to happen. And, and I agree. I don't think they take those two selections. But two teams in particular stand out to me as having the capital to maybe be willing to move around. And that is the Washington football team and the San Francisco 49ers. And I think the 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 dilemma for me is I, I'd like to see the Chiefs move up in the second, but I'd like to see them move back from 63 into the third because Brett Veach calls them hot zones, but I feel like those two stacked picks within five picks of each other is a little bit too tight for my comfort because I think there are some guys that I would not take with, say, 51. Um, like uh, Deo, the pass rusher from Vanderbilt, I think you can get him in the mid-third. Um, he does have injury concern. I think that's why he'll be there. I like his game. I think he could be a great fit for this defense. But spending 63 at, at that particular level bothers me a little bit. Um, you could see uh, Gregory Rousseau fall that far. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but maybe 51 keeps you closer to that if those edge rushers are what you want. If you were to see somebody like Caleb Farley and you're comfortable with it, you might have to get into 43 to be able to pick that um, pick that guy up, depending on what else is up there. For the, most of the teams at that point, prior second round prior to 43, they're going to be looking at, hey, we just chose either an offensive weapon or a quarterback. What do we do to combat that? Maybe you can squeeze in there. There are some definite people that you can target. Um, it's interesting because it, when we finished up, and folks, if you missed the ultimate mock draft, Go back and search for that. Uh, it's on its own feed. It's from Locked On Network. We're working with Intercom. We have people from everywhere. Bink from 610 actually did part of the analysis uh, on the pick that we made, and that was Diami Brown from UNC. I don't know if he's going to be there at 58 anymore. The last two days since we said that, it's like I see, I keep hearing people who know people in the league saying that he's he could be a first-round selection. Yeah. And honestly, this year is more of a crapshoot than most because you have how many players that opted out in 2020 and didn't even play? How are, how is the league going to look at that? Whether or not they played, how how are they going to judge that? And how is that going to affect draft stock for different players? Blue chip guys, it's probably not going to matter much. But the guys that you know you're thinking are going to be high second round picks, are you still going to be okay if they opted out, or are you going to knock them down a grade before around because of that? Uh, same with injury concerns. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Kel Caleb Farley. Landon Dickerson's another one we talked about as well. So, uh, you know, just a big question as to how all that's going to shake out. And I'm not really sure. You know, when you start looking at a guy like Landon Dickerson, you know, you're also getting into an age question as well. You know, how comfortable are you with the age? Because he's going to be older than most of the picks that you're going to have a chance of getting right now. Yeah, that's a fair point. 
There are a lot of questions. I, one thing that I do feel, especially after having this conversation, is that I don't feel the Chiefs pick 58 and 63. I think they move out of there. And I'm very Which is exactly why they're going to. But, you know, well, right. I just said it. So now those of you are like, don't trade. Well, you will. You won. I said it out loud. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> that said, we will have reaction for you. I'll be streaming on RGR the entire first through third rounds, but locked on as a network. We are teaming up with the Draft Network, the one that has the mock machine. You guys know them. And we will be streaming with them as well. If the Chiefs do move into the first round, you will see us over there as well. We'll have coverage for every single pick that the Chiefs do end up making. We will have emergency episodes. We will have you covered all the way through this draft. I'm looking very much forward to it. And it is kind of a special time of year. I hope you guys are prepared. This is our last, last look. If you had to pick one player that you want to see on this roster, do you have someone in mind? I think it'd be a lot of fun to be able to go get a guy with a lot of speed. I I, I know that the Chiefs have enough at wide receiver, but I still think that it's, you know a guy later in the draft and Anthony Schwartz would be a lot of fun to put on this roster uh, just because I think Reed could find a way to make it work. Yeah, I, I will not argue with you in the slightest. And, uh, and honestly, the other thing I will say on that regard is – the thing that Kansas City has struggled with over the past couple of years, I don't know that they're going to struggle near as much going forward because they have done so much work on that offensive line. I think it's going to be a lot better going forward, and I do think that that could also open things up in the offense because they're going to have more time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, shout out to Raytown. One guy that I would like to see on this roster is Jabril Cox. I think that he would fit very well. I think he would do all the things that they want for the future of this team and playing this defense and being able to turn and run with tight ends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, hey, that were to work out, maybe another LSU guy, Jacoby Stevens, that can eventually play in the back as well. He needs a little bit more time, but I like him as well. So that's it for us today. I hope you guys are pumped and ready for the NFL draft. We will have you covered. Make sure you keep the feed on top of your thoughts because you never know when we'll drop something in there if we get wind of the Chiefs or they do make a move. So. Thank you for listening to us today. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to the draft. We will talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.